hiking, wasn't it, that you wanted to get back to? Tell me more. How often do you go? Is it weekly? Is it daily? You know, what's been going on? Who do you go with? Do you go with family, friends, part of a club? Is this a social thing? Or is this a fitness thing? Tell me a little more. Well, I go, you know, I go every other day with my husband. We like to walk after work. Oh, good, so this is something that you and your husband love to do. Tell me, how long have you been doing it? Is that how you met? Boom. Now I'm in. Now I'm having a conversation again. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hey, podcast listeners. It's Becca, your implementation head coach here in the UK. I'm in charge of running marketing and ad campaigns for members within our community, and I'm happy to be bringing you the podcast episode for today. Today, we have a Mashup Monday segment from the Content Vault for you. You'll be listening in to two sessions that Paul held last year at his annual Sales and Conversions Bootcamp, where he explains why your communication must go beyond words and why you need to stop letting patients wait a little longer before booking a session with you. Enjoy the show, and if you'd like to double your front desk and treatment room conversions in just 48 hours, come and join Paul at this year's Sales and Conversions Bootcamp happening this December 7th and 8th in Celebration, Florida. Head to paulgoff.com forward slash sales to reserve your seat before we fill up. That's paulgoff.com forward slash sales. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy the show. Good. All right. Initial consultation. Let's move into that now. So we've moved them from the telephone. Figuratively, we've moved them across to a discovery. And from a discovery, now we've got to get them to an initial consultation. The focus of the session is not so much to get a conversion to paying patient. Our focus is on engaging and connecting with the patient and establishing our authority and expert status. That's, that's the whole goal, I believe, of this first session. We want them to feel assured in the decision that they are about to make. And if you do that, you'll get the conversion. Do you see the difference? So if you go in there thinking, I just want to get the conversion, I want to get the conversion. You might, you might. But if you go in there focusing in on your authority, your uh, establishing trust, making them feel assured in the decision that they are about to make, then you're more likely to get it. Just because they are in a room with you doesn't mean that you've got a patient. Again, huge psychological thing to accept and understand. You still have a lot of work to do to get them to buy into the plan, then pay for it, and then show up. Simple tips, use the patient's name many times. Ask for permission. Eye contact and body language are huge. They are picking up and scanning all of these things in the initial consultation with you. Are you making eye contact? Can you hold eye contact? It's a huge thing. I always remember as I was growing up, my uncle, my uncle was a huge, just big sort of confidence guy studied a lot of this type of stuff and he always from a very early age would tell me that it, he could see it in people's eyes and I just think what do you mean he's like it's in the eyes he said when I go in a room with people people who look away people who can't look me in the eyes it's not that I don't trust them he says just I just don't really go much further with them and when I was 14 15 16 I didn't really understood what he mean or what he meant and then as I grew up and as I became an adult and I started my business and I started to study this type of thing and realized that this whole concept of eye contact, Jesus, it's massive. And funnily enough, I watched a documentary with Mike Tyson the other night. 
Anybody seen it? It's really good, really, really good. Just documents his story, his up and his down. And there's a real pivotal moment in it. And uh, every time I watch anything of, you know, I, I love watching anything like sports, Tiger Woods, anything who's just achieved something and even had a spectacular fall, I want to watch it just to, just to see where it went wrong and how they picked themselves back up. The best part of the documentary is when he talks about getting in the ring. He said, I want to be in the ring fast so I can watch them walk in. And he said, I would leave my eyes on them every time. And it was amazing. The documentary showed all of these people walking into the ring and it, it showed you the moment that they looked away and it, and it would go back to him and he'd have his eyes piercing them. And they'd try and, they'd try and eye contact him to a point that they couldn't do it anymore and they were gone. And he'd say, from that point, I won. He's like, I knew it at that point, I'd won the game. I'd lost, they'd lost when those eyes left me. And he said, every time they'd come into the ring thinking that they could outdo him with the eye contact and it would be so piercing and he'd hold it so, so long that they'd give up, they'd go. And the second that it's gone, that's the, that, that was their weakness. So you can take from it what you want, but the ability to hold and look somebody in the eye while you're speaking to them is how you evolve trust. And, and you just evolve that level of, there's something about this person that I like versus um, yeah, well, what we'll do today is, is an evaluation, and if um, you're happy with that, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get going. But if it's, look, Alison, what we're going to do today is really help you uh, to fix this back problem that you've got, and I'm pretty sure, in fact, I'm 100% certain that we're going to be able to solve this for you. How does that sound? It's a very different uh, ability to do that. And again, I can't teach you this stuff without teaching you this. But if you're not able to do that, and you're, you're looking for confidence, their perception of whether or not you've got confidence is all that matters. And your ability to eye contact to eye contact is huge. Body language. So again, if I'm, if I'm sat like this, you know, for, for the whole of this talk, and I'm, I'm nervous and I'm, you know, not quite whatever, most of this information will actually come with doubts. But well, what he's telling me kind of doesn't match up to, to how he's saying it, so there's a doubt. But if I stroll around the, the stage as though I haven't got a care in the world and I couldn't give a shit and I've got my hand in my pocket and I'm thinking, when does this thing end so I can have a beer? Because this is all easy to me. Which I kind of am. <laughs> this thing comes a second nature to me. I don't get to walk like this and I don't get to look you in the eye and I don't get to have some fun if I'm worried about what I'm going to say. So they both have to be considered. But if my body language doesn't match up to what I'm saying to you, you'll always default to the body language. So number six, I'll leave it a little longer and I'll see how it goes. Anybody heard that one? <laughs> the vein of your life. I, I, I'm kind of interested, but you know, I'll just leave a little longer and I'll, I'll see how it goes. It means I'm very close to making a decision, I just don't trust you yet. That's it. It's all to do with trust and you have to live there, you've got to stay there. I just don't trust you yet. Yet to means you've got something to do. It really means you haven't done something. And that's a big point in life. Uh, again, from a business owner point of view, what we find, what we find is people I don't ever doubt that people in business are working hard. And people say, Paul, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, good, let's talk about what you're not doing. And that's usually where the, 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 the growth is in a business. And it's the same here. Paul, I'm speaking to this person, I'm on the phone, I'm sending them emails, I'm following up with them, I've sent them a letter. Good, what are we not doing? There's something you're not doing. 
Don't talk to me about what you are doing, tell me what you're not doing. So objection number six, um, or what would you say and do? Most patients forget, which is big. I'll leave it a little longer and see how it goes. Most people will forget how long they've actually suffered. You've all had assessments where a patient walks in, how long have you been suffering? Oh, it's only a couple of weeks. Well, now you've come to mention it, it actually is a couple of years. And then they come back in a week later and they're like, actually, I think this started about 10 years ago. That's, that's their, their brain again, playing tricks on them. They forgot when this whole thing started and it's only when they have a conversation about how long it's actually gone on for do they go, shit, like mentally, how much time has gone on in between this thing? So most patients forget that, that nothing has changed by doing nothing. So, thanks Simon, you, has it gone off? I think we're gone. You need to remind them of it by asking them to tell you again how long. Then, swing back into another question that gets them talking about their values and goals. We need to remind them, the moment that they tell you, I'll leave it a little longer, I'll see how it goes. Your initial response is, tell me again, how long has this gone on for? When did it start? Go straight back. Don't say, okay, give me a ring. Give me a ring when you're ready, because guess what? They'll never be ready. They're never ready. So remind them, swing back to another question that gets them talking about their values and goals. So what that means is they say, look, Paul, I'll leave it a little longer and I'll let you know. Just tell me again, uh, Dave, how, how long has this been going on now? That's, that's, your, that's your breathing space to be able to think about what your next question is. And really what you're doing, you've got one ear listening to what they're saying, but your other, the other part of your brain, if you like, is starting to think, what's your response? And that's why the longer that you can get them to talk, really, your ability to sell will become easier. Because if they're talking, you're essentially sitting back on what's my response, rather than the other way around. Think about what really happens. You're talking, 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 talking. The patient's coming up with their response as to why they can come out. Seriously, think about the situation that you're often in. The longer that you speak, the longer that they have to come up with an excuse about why that's not valid for them. You're on the back foot. What we want is them speaking, them speaking, and them speaking, and you're literally going, okay, keep coming, keep coming. Now I'm coming back with a question that will support where I want this relationship or this conversation to go. So if I ask them, swing back to another question that gets them thinking about their values, I might say, okay, uh, tell me again, how long has this been? Person speaking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, good. And, and again, uh, hiking, wasn't it, that you wanted to get back to? Tell me more. How, how often do you go? Is it weekly? Is it daily? You know, what's been going on? Who do you go with? Do you go with family, friends, part of a club? Is this a social thing? Or is this a fitness thing? Tell me a little more. Well, I go, you know, I go every other day with my husband. We like to walk after work. Oh, good, so this is something that you and your husband love to do. Tell me, how long have you been doing it? Is that how you met? Boom. Now I'm in. Now I'm having a conversation again. How does your husband feel about not being able to go for a walk on a night? Does he go on his own now? Does he go as another lady from the club? <laughs> I never thought of that. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. How much is it? <laughs> so the longer that they talk to you, the more trust that you will build and the more unanswered questions you will be able to answer for them. And that's really why we need the 35, 40 minute conversation. They are forgetting the consequences of waiting for more time. Again, you are allowing them to forget that a un, 
touched, low back problem, knee problem, etc. Potentially could lead to a lifetime of pills, surgery, you know, never getting back to that hiking that they love. Injections, loss of mobility and all these types of things. You're not using scare tactics, you are explaining to them. This is the thing that you need to be aware of. Much like I would appreciate my dentist telling me, Paul, you may choose not to take that tooth out today and spend the money on the, the thing that he wanted to put in. But I need to tell you that the consequence of that is your other teeth will be eroded. You run the risk of the tooth in front being decayed in the next two years and you will be in for a lifetime of problems with things like gum disease and whatever else. He's not scaring me into buying, he's doing his fucking job. He's doing his job because I'd hit the roof in three years time if I later found out that he didn't tell me those things and didn't at least give me the option to make a decision on that. And again, don't be fearful of doing it. All the bullshit of scare tactics and so on. This is not scare tactic, it's the fucking truth. That if somebody's sitting there with five years worth of knee pain, you're not having a conversation with them about what that might look like in a few years. Jeez, how long's that hip been tight? Oh, five years. Where's this gonna go? It's gonna go to knee problems, back problems. Probably is a back problem anyway, causing the bloody thing. Is it? Didn't know that. That's my job, to point these things out to you that ultimately help you make that decision to buy from you. So you may choose to leave it a little longer, but I just wanna let you know that, that these things happen to people who do leave this type of thing and if I've done, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes conversation back and forth about what the problem could be, I'm well within my rights to make that type of conversation happen. Thank you for listening to the Paul Goff Audio Experience. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out how to convert more cash pay patients at much higher prices, come and join Paul at his two-day annual sales conversions bootcamp happening this December 7 to 8 in the magical Orlando. You'll learn how to double your treatment room and front desk conversions in just 48 hours. Head on over to paulgoff.com forward slash sales to secure your seat now.